Hello there. It's good to be back with you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know I took a couple of weeks off. I also wanted to mention that the full season of the full first season of my podcast is available in its entirety on Spotify if you want to check it out there as well. I try to drop an episode every Every 10 days, okay, maybe every two weeks. Um, well, definitely, definitely very nearly every three weeks I drop an episode. So, so we've got that. Um, here we go. All right, friends, let's get this show on the road. Well, whether you're cuddling up with someone or driving in the car or running on the treadmill or whatever it is you're doing, I am so glad you're here because tonight's beautiful haunts come from none other than London, England, a place that has me hypnotized by its mystery and dreaminess, its historical mystery and dreaminess. And I'm so excited to be going there with you tonight. So let's go there. Let's hunker down. Let's travel to London and hear about some lovely haunts. So tonight I've decided with my ADD brain, I'm going to read these stories that have been structured by someone else on a website because it's already organized. And I just thought that's my gift to you because I can sometimes do my research and have several sheets of paper laid out in front of me and hop around. But it, it kind of sounds better if I occasionally just read it from someone else's publication. So tonight I'll be reading it from the Evening Standard standard.co.uk. Okay, here we go. So we begin with St. Bart's Hospital. Ghost Stories at London's Heart by Neil Dell Strother. Deep in the bowels of St. Bart's Hospital is a lift that strikes fear into the heart of even the most down-to-earth doctor or nurse. Set within a stairwell, it has an eerie feel about it even in the daytime. At night, it is terrifying. Many's the time a member of staff has entered it in the early hours and pressed for an upper floor only to find the lights go out and it takes them slowly down to the dark basement. And there it stays, unmoving and quiet, until they get out and start walking up the shadowy stairwell towards their destination. That's the cue for the lift to suddenly crank back into terrifying action. Its door is shut, and it silently trails the walker, often the runner by this time, up the stairwell, keeping just a couple of steps below them. It's incredibly eerie, says Richard Jones, author of Haunted Britain and Ireland. The staff know all about it. They call it the coffin lift. The story is that a nurse was murdered there and her spirit causes the problem. According to Jones, London is overflowing with ghosts. There are more ghosts per square foot here than anywhere else in the world, he says. There's barely a house let alone a street, that doesn't have some sort of supernatural activity. Although usually, he adds reassuringly, it passes totally unnoticed. 
But one place where it certainly doesn't pass unnoticed is the Viaduct Tavern opposite the Old Bailey. This ancient pub has been plagued with poltergeist activity. There are many reports of objects moving on their own, such as beer mats rising off the bar and of things going missing without explanation. On one occasion, two laborers working upstairs were tapped smartly on their shoulders. Initially, each thought it was the other playing some kind of practical joke, but they soon realized that the tapping came from a far more spectral source. They finished their work in record time. All the problems seem to emanate from the pub's Victorian cellars, said Jones. They have to be one of the scariest places in London. There's something very weird about them. Even the landlord's Alsatian won't go anywhere near them. It's possible, of course, to write these stories off as flights of fancy, but a ghostly sighting at St. Bottolph's Church in Bishopsgate is harder to miss. It was even captured on film. I was early for a wedding, so I asked if I could take a photo of the empty church, says photographer Chris Brackley. When I developed it later, there was a ghostly figure in old-fashioned clothes standing on a balcony to the right of the altar. The negative was subjected to expert analysis, which revealed that there was no double exposure to the film, nor was Brackley's equipment faulty. Sometime later, he received a phone call from a workman who'd happened to see his photo. He told me he'd worked in the church a few years before, explains Brackley. He'd discovered some ancient, lead-lined coffins hidden away somewhere and opened one to find a well-preserved face and body. He told me the face he saw was the face of the figure in my photo. <laughs> a similarly spooky event happened in St. Bart's Church, not far from the hospital. The atmospheric 12th century church, which has appeared in numerous films, including Four Weddings and a Funeral and Shakespeare in Love, is reportedly haunted by a monk named Rahir, whose tomb can be found in the middle of the church. One night, an alarm went off in the church, waking verger John Castor. He went to investigate, but found no one. As he was leaving, he heard footsteps. He looked again, but still found no one. Still, he worried. He called the police. They searched the church with the same result. When the alarm engineers came in the morning, they found that something had triggered the alarm beam right in the middle of the church, somehow not setting off the other beams around it. They said that it was virtually impossible that something had fallen through it, like a leaf or a bit of plaster, explains Jones. Somehow, something had walked through it. The beam in question was right next to Rahir's tomb. Oddly, for someone so closely involved with him, Richard Jones doesn't believe in ghosts. Not the embodied spirit of the dead type of ghost, anyway. He believes, instead, that there are imprints or high emotion that have somehow been stored in bricks and land, often for centuries, which is the stone tape theory, the theory that energy can repeat itself. Ghosts are the purest form of history we have. He says, if you see one, what you're seeing is a snapshot of history. It's the nearest thing to time travel that we have. I've been so much, 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 I've been so
The Red Lion Pub in Avebury, England. Avebury lies at the heart of England's most ancient and mysterious countryside. There have been reports of at least five different ghosts at the Red Lion Pub, with high levels of paranormal activity being recorded. Records of human activity here date back thousands of years. Avebury is the site of Europe's largest stone circle, or to be more precise, several stone circles dating from between 4000 BC and 2400 BC. These stones were erected up to 2000 years before Stonehenge. Within one of the stone circles at Avebury is the Red Lion Pub, one of the most haunted pubs in England. The building dates back to the early 1600s and was a farmhouse until 1802 when it acquired a license and became a coaching inn. There have been reports of at least five different ghosts at the Red Lion and a large amount of paranormal activity recorded here over the years. The Red Lion has been voted as one of the top 10 most haunted pubs in the world. The most famous ghost at the Red Lion is known as Flory. It is believed that she lived here in the 17th century during the Civil War. Flory's husband was a soldier. He went off to fight in the Civil War, and while he was gone, Flory took a lover. One night, her husband returned unexpectedly from duty and discovered his wife with her lover. In a fit of rage, he shot dead his rival and stabbed his wife and threw her body down the well and sealed it with a boulder. Flory's ghost has been seen emerging and disappearing into the well, which is situated in the bar area. It has been glassed over and now serves as a drinks table. Flory's ghost is blamed for throwing salt and pepper mills across the bar, and is believed to be, it is believed to be Flory's spirit that has witnessed several times, been witnessed several times in the ladies' toilets. You have a better chance of spotting Flory's ghost if you have a beard. It is believed that either her husband or lover had one. On one occasion, a chandelier in the restaurant started spinning at an alarming speed when ever a bearded patron were to walk by. A previous owner of the property is believed to have been murdered here in the 17th century. A farmer hid somewhere some wanted outlaws in his cellar, but he was double-crossed by them and was murdered. It is believed to be his ghost that has been spotted by several witnesses and paranormal researchers. Psychics and mediums usually describe this apparition as having a knife in his hand. The ghosts of two children have been witnessed by several ghosts cowering in a corner of the avenue bedroom. An apparition of a lady has also been witnessed in the room. She is often seen at the same time as the children. She always seems either oblivious or unconcerned by the evident distress. One member of staff reported that things often go missing at the pub and turn up days later. Numerous guests have claimed that their rooms are extremely cold even in the middle of the summer. It is not strange for guests to check out in the middle of the night vowing not to set foot in that room again. A ghostly drawn 
horse and carriage has been seen pulling up outside the pub, and staff have heard the phantom chattering of hooves in the courtyard outside the pub. Successive landlords have preferred not to become acquainted with this spectral visitor, believing it to be a harbinger of tragedy. Wow. And that story, guys, was from ghoststory.co.uk, Haunted Pubs. Wow, you guys. So I am, it's been a long time since I've been to London, and I've been sort of casually on the back burner, been planning a trip back to England because it's just been too long and I really love that city. I really identify with it. And so I'm I really need to go back and I'm thinking between sitting at cafe windows in the rain and going to the Globe and then the Palace Theater. I think I'm going to have to make a trip to St. Bart's Hospital and see the haunted elevator. I I'm just going to have to do it. <laughs> ah! Well, thanks so much for joining me you guys tonight. And oh, I also wanted to mention that I will post the link if you want to leave me a voice message. I will post that link on Instagram. Um, when I drop this episode and I post it on Instagram as well, I will post the voice message link so that you can call in um, with a story of your own. Um, maybe you have one like this. Maybe you have one that's totally different. But if you have a haunted story or a mystery that you want to share, um, definitely tap into that. It'll be my first time uh, posting the link for the voice message app. So I would love to hear from you. Well, again, guys, I'm glad you were with us tonight. And um, whatever you were looking for by joining us, I hope you got it. And I hope that we have you with us again next time. All right. Love to you all. Have a good night.